welcome Emma Shermer Tamir. Emma transforms her insatiable curiosity into conversion spiking copy. As co-founder of Marketing by Emma, she's helped over 650 businesses around the world boost their sales, building their brands through authentic, compelling copy. Excite your dream clients and turn your websites, your Amazon listings, and more into effective sales machines with the Amazon team. Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Welcome, Emma. We're so excited to have you here today on the Post-Purchase Podcast. <laughs> Thank you both for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Yeah, great. Amazing, so uh, before we get started, Seth, why don't you uh, uh, introduce uh, or bring the first question up for Emma, yeah. and then I will follow up. So welcome again, Seth, take it away. Yeah, well, before we get too far into this, Sean, I just wanted to uh, kind of relive some moments from a couple months ago, Emma. We uh, were able to all come together in this amazing uh, beach house. We called it the retreat, right? And Emma was the life of the party, uh, brought in so much energy. And as soon as, uh, you know, as we were wrapping up the event, we knew that Emma was definitely someone we wanted to get her message out and bring her on the podcast to share because what she shared with us over that weekend was amazing where her and her team are able to dramatically help Amazon sellers make a lot more sales. And some of the things that she shared with me, we want to kind of extract it from her today. So Emma, um, let's uh, take it all the way back and kind of, uh, you know, tell us a story about how you discovered marketing, how you um, kind of got into this world and what kind of uh, set you on this path. First of all, I think this is the first time in my life that I've ever been called the life of the party. So <laughs> thank you for that. I'm more of the yeah, wallflower, typically. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of fell into marketing. I was always a strong writer when I was younger, and I was just taking jobs even during college. And whenever a boss discovered that I could write an email well, they're like, well, we kind of do this newsletter or we have this blog or, you know, and so I just kind of fell into it that way before I even had an official marketing title. And so as I started to have some of those opportunities, I began to just grow more interested in, in the space. And I think what really grabbed me about marketing is that it allows you to explore so many different facets of things. So it's not just about how to put words on a page. It's understanding human psychology and the impact that choosing one word over another word can have on whatever behavior it is that you're trying to get from somebody. And so that's what really sucked me in and sort of took me on this journey to where I am today, where I own my own copywriting firm. That's that's beautiful. So uh, as Seth said, we got a chance to hang out and get to know you and your wonderful, fully energetic husband, Arez. That was a good time. <laughs> Um, he makes me feel lazy because he's just so full of energy. But <laughs> me too. <laughs> I started putting collagen in my coffee after you talked about it. And now you can see my crow's feet are kind of going away, dissipating a little bit. So You, uh, you like the collagen? Now I, I have some other. It. it doesn't taste like anything. It just adds to my coffee. It adds a little bit, a couple of calories and uh, makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body. So uh, yay for me. <laughs> well, now I have an alien-like LED mask that I've been trying out that's supposed to stimulate collagen production and minimize fine lines. So if you're in the mood to spend a few hundred dollars, I guess hey, she was joking about that, honey. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> my wife's got all kinds of collagen sitting on the counter based on the, her conversations with you and Whitney as well. So now I'm going to hit you with a question you probably hear a lot, Emma. And um, I just want to, you, you were not prepared ahead of time. That's what makes this more fun. So for you, what is the definition of marketing when applied to an Amazon business? Oh, wow. That's a great question. It, it encompasses so much. And I think one of the elements that gets people kind of confused is the traffic and conversions. And both of those things together are what marketing is about. 
but they're not actually the same thing. And so you need to have both in order to have a healthy business. But where we really thrive is in helping with the conversions. So what you make sure that when you are bringing the traffic to whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's advertising on social media and sending it to your Amazon listing or sending out an email or whatever it is, that when people arrive at their destination, that you've really thought about what it is that that person is is considering where they are in their mind and how you can establish a meaningful interaction. And so marketing isn't trying to sell someone something. It really is understanding a need that people have and then helping give them the information that they that they need to be able to make a decision that's in their best interest. Well, I know it's not the 45 degree weather here in the Gulf Coast of Mississippi that give me goosebumps is the fact that you just said the same thing that Seth and I are preaching almost constantly. You're not your own customer. You have to answer the questions that your customer is already asking. And as you already know, and you said it in other words, Emma, if your customer, your prospect feels understood, then your offering, product, service, whatever it may be, becomes the obvious solution to uh, to scratch their itch. Seth, I know you're chomping at the bit there. Well, you know, I, I think um, I can t- take the words right out of your mouth, Sean. So, Emma, what we say around here all the time is you want to enter the conversation that your customers already having inside of their mind. So if you can step right into that, and that's exactly what you're saying. So I love that you actually apply this to Amazon. You know that Sean and I are email junkies, so we get to test all this stuff out with email marketing. But when you apply it to Amazon, you can see changes almost immediately. So one of the things that you've spoken about, Emma, is small fixes, big wins. Can you kind of boil that down into the, the 20% that's going to get us the, the biggest result? Yeah, so one of the really interesting things about Amazon in particular is that it's not a captive audience on your website where you are controlling the messaging, you're controlling the whole customer journey. Right there next to you are all of your top competitors that are trying to get that same customer. And so the stakes are high, the intensity is high, and you need to make sure that you're really doing a good job of understanding not just what your customers need, but also how you fit into that landscape. And one of the biggest things that I see people doing is they look at the top competitors in whatever category it is that they're trying to sell in. And they're like, okay, they're number one. These are clearly the five most important things that people care about. So I'm going to make my bullets about those. And this is what they're talking about in their description and their A-plus content. So I'm going to, you know, gently borrow some ideas and, and rework them to be my own. And what is that doing to you? That's really just kind of diluting your opportunity of being able to be successful because you have these big players. They probably already have a bunch of reviews. Maybe they also have more write-ups off of Amazon. So if somebody's you know searching Google and wanting to sort of validate that this is a legitimate product, they have more spaces to to get that kind of information. And so if you're just trying to copy them, you're making it so much harder. So the first thing, and this isn't necessarily a quick win, but it is essential and something that I think is worth taking the time and effort to do before you get into some of the quicker fixes is to be really, really clear about how you fit into the competitive landscape and what makes you different and taking that frame and then really carrying it through everything that you're doing. Because if you're not giving people a point of comparison and giving them an opportunity to understand what makes you special, then it's going to be really challenging for a customer to be able to make a decision. I mean, I think probably all of us have had that situation. Unfortunately, I have it pretty frequently where I go on Amazon and I want to search for something really basic. And I end up just feeling totally stressed and overwhelmed because I'm like, there are a million options here. All of their listings look exactly the same. I have no idea what makes one different than the other. So because of a, a lack of information, I'm kind of forced into choosing the one with the most reviews or the cheapest or whatever you know criteria that is. But if a, a brand really took the time to build out something that is going to resonate with me, then they might not have to be the, the number one seller to get my money. 
right? Okay. So I mean, one of the things that, uh, that I heard recently that I think you'll appreciate is that, you know, when you are entering the marketplace, especially on Amazon, there has to be a reason for you to exist. And what you just said is like, your product could be the exact same, but if you're copying everything that your competitors are doing and you're not differentiating at all, then what's the reason that you're existing? You're not serving um, a customer any better than, than what's already there. So you have to have a reason to exist, Sean. Yeah, thank you, Seth. This this brings up uh, something that's a super valuable piece of content or strategy that we like to share with other sellers. And um, I would implore you to check out creativecloning.com. I'm talking about you, Emma Shermer, Tamir, because what you're going to see is the strategy that Seth and I uh, try to advocate for, where you create multiple listings for the same product. And each one of those listings would speak to a different audience. And we often like to use the example of Tylenol. So, you know, Tylenol is just acetaminophen, right? They're 500 milligrams of acetaminophen in Tylenol, the exact same ingredients in Tylenol extra strength. And lo and behold, if you go Tylenol migraine, it's the exact same ingredients in a different wrapper. So if you walk into CVS or Walgreens or wherever, and you have a migraine headache, you walked right by Tylenol, you walked right by extra strength and rapid release because this package spoke to you and it said Tylenol migraine, because that is the itch that you need to scratch right then and there. So we try to create listings, Emma, that speak specifically to a sub niche within our category. So for example, if you're selling dog collars, we'll say, well, dog collar is a dog collar around the world, right? But if we were selling dog collars, we would create a listing for each specific breed and or size of dog. So if you have a German Shepherd and you're searching for a dog collar, how more, how much more likely are you to select my listing that says German Shepherd dog collar, all sizes, you know, and even pay a little bit more because we're answering that question that you're already asking. So check out that training because I think we're going to figure out a way we can work together on that. You're going to love it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So one of the other ideas that it's uh, just kind of sparks in me is you also create more opportunities for for business when you're talking about the Tylenol example in particular, because then it opens up the ability instead of just having this one pill bottle that serves all these functions. Now you have a whole row in your medicine cabinet of Tylenol, Tylenol PM, right. Tylenol migraine, and it's all the same thing. So they've yeah. just been able to sell you more. And I mean, it sounds kind of you know malicious when you put it that way, but from a business perspective, if you know that that's how people's mind works, and if, especially when they're in a high stress situation or they have this immediate problem that they need to solve, if you have a migraine, you don't want to be reading packages. You just want to go to the thing that says this is going to help your migraine go away. Give me the cure, right? So yeah, exactly. definitely check that out. And I would love to uh, book some time with you later to talk about how we can specifically work together because a lot of our followers within our community are utilizing this exact strategy, <clears throat> but they don't have necessarily an understanding of copywriting or sales copy. They're just saying, okay, let me position the product this way, this way, and this way. And I think you're going to love that strategy. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited. <laughs> so I understand <laughs> that you discovered accidentally that you know how to talk to people. You're obviously a great communicator. You have a wonderful personality. You can send an email, you can write a sales letter. But at some point in your career early on, what was that defining moment where you pivoted and became what is now known as Emma Shermer Tamir? Honestly, I can't take full credit for that. So I, I cannot. Uh, <laughs> I am someone that, you know, like just this morning as I was getting dressed, I was listening to a podcast about imposter syndrome. So I'm someone that, you know, I suffer from a lot of self-doubt. That is a struggle that I've had my entire life. And I was very fortunate enough to meet my husband, Ares. And before we were even married, he was already encouraging me to allow him to, to help um, get my name out there. And I was pretty resistant to that at first. And eventually he just kind of got tired of, of waiting. Uh, so by this point we were already married and I was away doing sales and marketing for a health and wellness company. And I came home and he said, okay, uh, 
a lot of people want to talk to you about marketing by Emma on Monday. And I was like, uh, what do they want to talk about? <laughs> this is very overwhelming and shocking to me. And so it was, um, it was kind of a, a crash course from there and just trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. And I had never even been a manager of other people. So it wasn't just learning how to build a business, which I also had zero experience doing, but understanding how to create a, a space that allowed people's creativity to thrive and to do all of that while also trying to grow the business. It has not been boring. I will tell you that. So my guesstimation is this must happen about five years ago in uh, February of 2017. Is that about right? It was at uh, the very end of 2016 that Aaron started getting antsy. Okay. <laughs> I noticed that you registered your domain in February 22nd of 17. So Yeah, so that was, uh, I, I had already gotten my business license, but I was just operating under my name. And I didn't have a website yet. And the local paper was like, hey, we'd love to do a story. We like doing stories on new businesses. And I'm like, can you give me a little bit of time? Because I don't have a website. And it would just not make sense to have an article and 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 no website. So I didn't we didn't have a business. Yeah, we didn't have a business name or anything. And it was just kind of a scrambling. We thought of a million different names and then we thought, okay, marketing by Emma will be a placeholder. And five years later it's uh hasn't gone anywhere. So Yeah, I understand. Um obviously we could talk all day long, but we're gonna have to ask a couple of wrap-up questions and would love to have you back on later on in the season as we get closer to fourth quarter. And after you've checked out creativecloning.com, it's gonna blow your mind. I, I just committed it to memory and I'm going to be typing that website into my browser as soon as we wrap up this call. So what am I make your marketing strategy better than the average seller who does not understand sales? I think sellers get so stuck in the keywords that it really limits their ability to be able to write a listing that's also going to be effective and compelling for the customer. So, you know, of course, or maybe not of course, but SEO is... 100% essential to being successful on Amazon. But SEO isn't just about incorporating the keywords. It's also making sure that you are facilitating a positive experience with the customer, both in, in getting a transaction, but also a transaction that's going to stick. Because Amazon is factoring a lot of different elements into how you're ranking. And it's not just, you know, are, are you selling a lot on this keyword? It's also are people happy with the purchase and keeping it or are they returning it? And if they're returning it a lot, that's indicating to Amazon, hey, something isn't right here. This is being misrepresented in some way. And so you wanna be really considering how to find the keywords that you need, but then incorporate them in a way that it's not going to take away from the impact of the listing and being able to communicate with the customer. Yep, good good point there, Emma. It seems like um, it's really easy to think that Amazon is this black box and you have to give it all the keywords that it wants, but you have to remember that Amazon is trying to get you to serve their customers in their minds, right? So you have to, uh, like we said, step into the conversations that real people are having, and that's why we love talking to you, Emma. Emma, did you have uh, any mentors in the game? I know um, Arez uh, kind of gave you the, uh, the push over the edge to believe in yourself and to kick this thing off, but was there anybody that mentored you along the way that helped helped out and kind of taught you some big lessons? I've honestly taken a lot of mentorship from books that I've read and, you know, not necessarily from one person in particular, but really um, going to the experts and whatever it is and either reading reading their what they've written or listening to their podcasts. And that's where I get a lot of the insights um, without, you know, needing to have contacts to lots of incredible people, especially when you're just starting off. It's not necessarily easy to get 
you know, a foot in the door with people. And while I could maybe find somebody locally that knows something, they're not going to be at the same level of expertise as the person that wrote the book on the topic. So that's kind of been my approach to things. Charlie Munger says something like, uh, you know, the best mentors are the best in their fields and maybe they're not even alive. So the best way to tap into them is to read their books. So I love that. Uh, Sean, what else you got? Yeah, so my mind is uh, going a thousand different directions, um, so I can relate to a lot of what you said there, but you brought me way back into my very first experience when I when I thought, or well, when I did not realize the importance of marketing as we know it, okay? So laugh at me because it's a hilarious story. I created my first business when I was 16 years old. I was going out outside of my uh, comfort zone and my community and selling products. Well, I immediately had like the American dream. I thought, why go out and work so hard? Why don't I just open a store on Main Street? So like a lot of naive first-time business owners, and I'm not picking on anyone individually, but first-time Amazon sellers seem to make this mistake. I went and rented a storefront, put my product in the store, and for whatever reason, in my young uh, teenage mind, I thought that if I just simply hang a sign out, and it was called the treasure chest, was the name of my store, just hanging the sign out gave me the authority to expect people to walk in and spend money with me. And all it really did was create a ball and chain where I had to be at that cash register about 12 hours a day, six days a week. So the, my lesson was don't sit around and wait on someone to find you. Go out and find those people through uh, marketing and effective marketing. And that's when I kind of started my uh, understanding of marketing, even though we didn't call it that. Um, so that's what it reminds me. Like, sure, Amazon's going to send you some traffic. There are millions and millions of buyers every day shopping around. But the more that you can do to set yourself apart, and command the attention of those shoppers as they're cruising by your listing, the better your conversions, the better your sales, the higher your profits. So don't ever be satisfied. Uh, You need to take this, uh, approach your Amazon listing seriously and approach it as you're not selling to yourself, right? There's an actual human on the other side of the computer looking for a solution to a problem and they wanna scratch that itch is what I'm talking about. So for anyone who, if you're watching this podcast on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or listening to it, either way, if you go to postpurchasepro.com slash Emma, E-M-M-A, postpurchasepro.com slash Emma, we're going to give you Emma's proprietary branding worksheet that you can use as a checklist. Emma calls this the convert like crazy worksheet, and I cannot wait for you to get your hands on it. Emma, say a little bit about that, and then I'll let Seth wrap this up. Yeah, so when we were kind of talking back at the beginning of the, the conversation today, we spoke about the importance of really understanding how you fit into the competitive landscape and that that is an essential piece of things. And then we continued that conversation and talking about the way that you can position a product to really fill a need, even if it's something that's almost creating a category that didn't need to exist or didn't exist before. You know, you didn't reinvent the dog collar. You just decided to call it something that nobody else called it. And so what this worksheet's going to help you do is to start asking those questions that you need to be asking to understand the space that you're selling in, to understand the customer that you're selling to, to understand who you are as a brand so that you can begin to figure out how to piece all of those elements together to not only make a stronger Amazon listing, but to just make better decisions for every aspect of your business, whether it's product development, whether it is how how you choose to, to market something, uh, whatever it may be, the, answering these questions is really essential to having a, a deeper understanding of, of what it is that you're doing and, and how you can make that stronger. Amazing. So guys, get that at postpurchasepro.com forward slash Emma. You'll be able to get the convert like crazy worksheet. Um, I've uh, can't wait to go through it myself. So Emma, you're one of the only sellers um, or business people in the space that really understands um, marketing. So I'm dying to ask you this question. What is like, what's a book or uh, a resource or what's what's like your favorite um, place you'd point somebody to, um, whether that's a book or a resource that you've uh, been exposed to over the years? 
So I think one of the best uh, books that I've ever read, just period, is a book called Thinking Fast and Slow. And it's a book about human psychology, but it's more specifically about all the ways that our minds function totally counterintuitively to what we think, how they think they do. Because, you know, we're taught humans are rational, logical people. And every day we see that that's not the case, but we still also like to tell ourselves that we are. And so not only can this book help you understand the way that your customer's mind is functioning and so how you can use that information to um, you know do whatever it is that you're doing more effectively but it also helps you understand where you're getting in your own way and where you also can have some some more um, attention to bring to things so that whether it's making the assumption like we talked about at the beginning of the call of just thinking that you know your product and so everybody else will too and it's so easy to fall into those little traps and if you don't know that they exist, then you don't even know that you're stuck in one. And so this book in particular and a lot of other books on that topic can do such a great job of also giving you the insight that you need so that you you can make uh, better decisions as, as a business person. So let me just uh, make sure we're going to put this in the podcast notes. Uh, Danny's got access to the notes. It's Thinking Fast and Slow. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you happen to know the author? I believe it's Daniel Kahneman. And don't ask me to spell his last name. I think it starts with a K, but hey, actually, I, I just... I just decided I'm going to reread that book. I read it a few years ago and it's kind of rusty for me. And I, I it just made such an impression that I think it needs a another reading. Love it. Never heard of it. And I have plenty of them right behind me here, mostly sales, marketing and copywriting. Obviously, I have the entire Gary Halbert letters printed and bound in my bottom shelf because I'm scared to death that Bond and Kevin are going to take the website down someday. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking fast and slow, uh, go check it out. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon, maybe on Audible. Uh, Emma, before we uh, sadly say goodbye to your personality and, and all the energy that you bring. Where can people find out more about you? Sure. So you can go to marketingbyemma.com. Uh, there you'll be able to find email, phone number, Facebook, whatever your preferred mechanism of communicating. We have all of that uh, there. And we do also offer free listing analysis. So if you're like, all of this is totally over my head. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. And I don't have the time to go down the rabbit hole of learning all of this stuff. We're happy to take a look at your listing and provide you some free insights of the things that we see as opportunities that you can even take and do yourself. Or if you don't have the desire, we can also help with that as well. Brilliant. I love it. Marketingbyemma.com. Uh, go there, check it out. You can find uh, email, phone number, Facebook link, whatever your uh, preferred social media source. And Grab Emma's Convert Like Crazy worksheet when it comes to branding and Amazon at postpurchasepro.com slash Emma. Uh, any uh, final parting words of wisdom, Emma, before we uh, sadly hang up? I think I drained all my wisdom. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to have to go through the rest of this day wisdom free. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and sharing with our community. Um, as always, uh, we take everyone who's watching, we take your uh, attention and your time uh, seriously. Uh, we know that you can spend that anywhere you'd like. So, uh, we think that you we thank you for spending a few minutes with us and learning more about Emma and marketing by Emma.com on behalf of the post-purchased podcast. Myself, Sean Hart, Seth Stevens. Thank you, Emma Shermer, Tamir. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.